0: Do you agree that you know it's time that we all wake up and take responsibility, even for our ancestors that did not know any better? Been waiting patiently to have this kind of conversation. It's another Monday here with Wake Up With KC. I'm Kimberly. Now, here's something that's interesting. I've mentioned in the past about mental health. But what if there's also a mental health transformation? And what is that all about? So I have two amazing guests that are going to share what it is, and welcome Harry Derbitsky and Joe Fastman, I do believe.
1: A Fletcher, Joe Fletcher.
0: Fletcher, okay, Joe Fletcher, I apologize, I'm getting Joe's. Okay. Um, but I found this because we were just talking a moment ago, but I'm curious, how did you two meet?
2: Well, uh, as, as we were talking before, uh, um, I'm, I'm a three principles educator, international educator and author and writer. And, and uh, I was doing a, a show, an unusual show uh, in, in, this, in this. So three principles is a spiritual psychology. It's not just psychological and it's not just spiritual. It connects those two worlds into one sort of like you're a spiritual being being a human being (laughs) type of thing and so it teaches you about the human condition and at the same time links it to the universal condition the condition that you've talked a little bit about in your intro in the spiritual reality of life so in simplicity the three principles are it's a spiritual world and it's a world of thought And the thought is the connection between the spiritual and the psychological. And of course, every client that comes to me asks me the same question, no matter what the outside circumstances are, Kimberly. It's always the same question. And this question that they're always coming up at, coming to me for answers is, I don't like my thoughts, and how can I control them?
0: (laughs) Wait change your thought
2: (laughs) that's a hundred percent there's the answer it's that you actually have the answer but they they at that moment they're stuck in outside things are influencing their mind and controlling them so they they don't see the simplicity of what you just said but if they have a realization of that simplicity they understand that You don't control thoughts because it's impossible. What you do is you understand the role of thought. And one of the roles of thought is our ability to change it. So it doesn't control us unless we believe the outside circumstances control it. Now, within that context, I've worked with a tremendous variety of people around the world but one of my favorites and was has has always been the indigenous people of North America, and with and I have worked a fair amount with them in what you would call spiritual psychological work, and and so we I wanted to do a show. We had a uh, a, a group in Greenland, and so we brought together. Uh, 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 Eva Lou from Greenland, who's had a huge transformation. So from from the drinking and the abuse that you mentioned, which they have a tremendous amount and violence and and so on, she had had this huge transformation, and now and and I had coached her in, in she had had an insight into what you were talking about, changing thought. But she still was shy about her spiritual connection, even though they have this natural connection to land, et cetera, and so on. And so she had emerged and she brought on another fellow lady from, from Greenland. I brought in a lady that I had worked with from Kansas, from the Kickapoo tribe. And then we brought in an elder, three principal statesmen, and myself. We did a show and we opened it up to the public. Like you do, and we wanted to share. And Joe came on, and Joe was—I uh, uh, had never seen him—and he asked the question. And his question was something I can't remember the details of it, but it was something like I had this experience, which which I've, I'm confused about, but it was a bad experience. And I answered. And I said, "No, that wasn't a bad experience, Joe." That was a beautiful experience if you're going deeper inside yourself. It was a mystical experience. See, a lot of people misunderstand when they have a mystical spiritual experience because their mind gets, they, they experience a deeper level of God or a deeper level of love or a deeper level of understanding. And then they think about it. oh that's the problem. They think about it. When in reality, all they have to do is accept the power of it. Wow. That thinking is the psychological aspect of who we are.
0: So, Joe, let me ask you, what was that experience?
1: Well, I mean, after kind of suffering a life of suffering and I discovered the principles, um, I just kind of got caught up in my mind and the anxiety. And I was laying in bed and it kind of felt like another voice came up within me. And then probably, I mean, I'd guess for about five, six seconds, it just felt this whole pure energy or pure love. The most beautiful thing I'd ever felt was in me. And then it was kind of like someone had stuck a power socket in me and was pumping thousands of volts through me. And um, or I kind of, and my mind just sped up so fast. And it's kind of the way it kind of came to me, what it felt like was that if you had a car in neutral and you rammed your foot down on the gas pedal and it was just in the red line all the time and so my mind was just and I just couldn't concentrate at all and it just felt like my mind or my consciousness was flying off and it must feel like it was trying to escape my body almost like into the universe and so I was kind of really struggling with that and then I kind of started getting all these ideas that I'd had this enlightenment and I was this enlightened person but I felt terrible and so I was um, kind of really kind of saying I really hate this and I want to go back to how I was and I was good before and then and i tried different things like tai chi and exercise and that which would temporarily slow down but then it would speed up again and then just suddenly out of nowhere this other thought came into my head that no this is not an enlightenment doing this this is your own thinking and then like that my brain just slowed down but then i was just getting all these insights flying into me and it was kind of quite um don't know how you're describing kind of, sort of echo holy type what he writes that sort of thing and. Um, but it was almost like I disappeared for three weeks because my family were getting quite worried. And so it was, it seemed quite scary in that. And I was quite scared of what was happening because I just didn't understand this. And so that was when I went on to Harry's show. And I asked the question I actually asked the was, um, is that what Indigenous people call spirit walking? And mm-hmm. then she kind of asked. And then it kind of seemed like I'd had all these things that when they give people mental health diagnosis, it seemed like them. And so I kind of said to Harry, and when he said that actually this is a um, positive, spiritual experience that you're having it's spiritual gifts so that kind of shifted my whole perception of it and concept of it actually it wasn't something bad happening to me it was a positive experience of going deeper and actually finding out who I am and touching what kind of people would call God or I saw as God the love of God and at first it felt like it was taking over my body like I'd almost been invaded by this other voice but then when I realized actually that was my true self speaking to me actually to embrace it and not try and work it out or think about it and see the beauty of it
0: wow that is amazing i myself had uh similar experiences but it comes through channeling and when i first started experiencing it was like somebody taking a taser gun and electrocuting me and i mean vibrate like so and i could tell when what these beings based on their frequency and vibration and how intense it was it was very there were like higher levels to each in individual ones of them. And I found that fascinating because one, I knew I wasn't getting harmed. I wasn't getting hurt. I was just experiencing something that I was unfamiliar with. And I, I feel like deep down it there was something to it. And I'm in like an investigator research. I just try to connect the dots. I ask a question and then i start questioning everything because the answer will show up and then it leads me to another question i think that's how my journey of self-realization or spiritual awakening happened
2: would that be
0: safe to say
2: truth yeah see see when you're exposed to the indigenous world while you're talking this is you you, you get out of the white man perception of what reality is See, there is more than what, what people are talking about, the physical. And that's why they become religious, etc., or, or or new new age and looking for peace and, and so on. But the reality is there is a mystical side to life. And w- within that reality, what I teach is that you have mystical gifts. And if you can accept these mystical gifts, you can use them very effectively. The example, uh, I'm known among the indigenous people as a man of the spirit, and I'm a pipe carrier, a very, very powerful pipe carrier, one of the most powerful in Indian land or indigenous land. But when I enter the white world of the three, you know, and within the three principles, I don't tell people I'm a pipe carrier because they will freak out with that. They will Mm -hmm. not understand it and they will ask silly questions about it. So I just use it, the gifts, the intuitive gifts that, that that the higher power or the spirit, that's what I call it because that's the indigenous word. Everything is spirit and it's all created by the great spirit so it's the same it's different language for the same thing so i use the word spirit and so when i when i talk to people like joe what i first, I'm intuitive because i understand i can feel the mystical aspects of the gifts that were given some example all indigenous dream all of them they call it prayer other people it this but they dream they have in the sweat lodge they're very visual with the spirits that they see i'm not as visual as they are they have opened up portals you have portals some are closed and some you are you you and joe are describing you opened up And after that opening, that portal is opened up, it's not closed anymore. It's open. And that's all the indigenous have. They have certain portals that are open. That's what white people or non-indigenous people, they have certain portals that are open up that are more, that that allow them to see the reality a little bit deeper. And when I say a little bit deeper, a little bit deeper into what you're alluding to, Kimberly, the unknown. See I don't know everything about the universe. In fact, uh, Joe and I and you might say we're babies in that in that. And that's the way we like it. It's it's very but we don't want to cl- pretend we're, we we don't have certain gifts that God or spirit has given us. And so it's like intelligence. If some people uh, one person is more intelligent than the other he, he, like Einstein's not going to pretend. He, Einstein failed grade two math. Now, the, he, he must have been a real dummy to fail grade two math, except he was the greatest mathematician in the world has ever seen. And his teacher recognized, indeed, this guy's way ahead of her. So it, it's that's all opening portals is. We open up to this gifts. And when we open up to this gifts, we get the spiritual psychological connection of who we are. See, if you deny your beauty, Kimberly, if you deny your gifts, you deny love. Every time you deny love, your heart goes, oh, it hurts. That's all pain is. Emotional pain is denying love. And when you wouldn't when the pain goes away, you you finally open up and go, ah, maybe I'll just let it flow. And that's our natural state of mind, letting it flow. When it flows, when Joe accepted this realization,
1: he felt different. Is that true, Joe? Yes, entirely different. And just a whole new perspective of the world and myself. And a whole new way of living and feeling.
0: So, Joe, so this began the a part of your transformation, and what have you started or created during this transformation?
1: Well, I mean, firstly, I like I say, I started writing these poems, and I'd never been even interested in poetry before. I'd never written a poem in my life, or even really read poems, and they just suddenly started coming to me out of nowhere. And so I began to write them and I've had sessions with professional poets and they've even suggested I should enter some into competitions. And one was published in Harry's book. And um, also it's just given me a whole new way of helping other people as well and sharing when people are suffering and seeing that actually inside none of us are broken or damaged or ill. We just get caught in our um, intellectual concepts of our personal mind. And when we kind of see that actually all these things are there calling us back to who we really are, we can see that actually none of it's a negative. It's all there and it's all part of the universe. or it's all part of God calling us back to our light. And when we see it as that and can recognize and move beyond the um, smoke and mirrors of our personal thoughts and personal ideas and see clearly what is instead of what's an illusion and what isn't, then we can all shine and all see that we all have that inner power within us.
2: And wow. Joe, Joe, talk a bit about the group. I mean, no offence, but, uh, you know, what the group sh- that's part of your transformation, what you're sharing w- within the group and how the group is sharing with you.
1: Yeah, and then I found, as you say, I was guided to this group and found that actually when you get into that space with these people who have this inner connection and this inner wisdom that actually raises your own understanding and my own consciousness and just let me see that actually within myself there's this light that when I hear other people and this group, the power of the group and the power of their wisdom, that actually they went through their own little personal hells and they came out because they discovered who they were and that they all had their inner beauty and each one has their unique flavour, their unique idea and their unique way of expressing and it's all completely something that can revolutionise how people see mental health and that actually we can all do it and this and the group is proof of that and the proof of the diamonds that we all are and the light that we all are and it's showing the gratitude that finding this group how lucky I actually am to discover these people and it's just by guiding I mean some people call chance or but I'd call it fate and that I've been guided there and see that actually what I went through helped me connect with these people.
0: So um, let me ask you Harry because I talk about you know history you know, in science and spirituality, and then the limited beliefs, the mental programming, even the emotional energetic traumas. And to me, it goes even back to our origins of who we are. There's a misconception about that. And it, it made me wonder like, well, now that I know what I know, there's like a false identity because then you get religion in it and then your upbringing and then you get society and whatnot and it's it there's a a connection to that and a lot of it is it that's how everything got created in the first place would would that be safe to say
2: well there's there's the natural evolution which, which you're, you're alluding to, uh, when people keep the same vibration of thought or the same thought patterns and history repeats itself, and your history, uh, as you stated, you were born pure and from wherever you came from, whatever that is, that I can't tell you much about, but I know we came from. And then we, have, we, have, we, we all have a problem that's conditioned thinking. Mommy told me this, my girlfriend told me that, et cetera, etc. Cetera. My teacher said that, the parents said that. Uh, and and we came to believe them. That's ego. That's the false image of who we are. and we w- and some people spend most of their life just in that reality. And then there are people like yourself, Kimberly, who question it. You see the question, when you question, somebody, you're actually going into a deeper question about who you are, and what is your connection to all these crazy thoughts in your head. And what happens is, when you ask the right question, which you don't know what it is. (laughs) So it's kind of like there is no right question. But when you ask it, it releases An insight, and all of a sudden you see the truth. This that I am talking about is a false illusion of thought. My impression, but unfortunately, it's not my real impression, it's my conditioned impression. My hair has to look like this, I have to be like that, this is who my education is, etc., etc. That's why the mystical is so cool. Because mm-hmm. it forces us out of the intellectual concept I have, which is unfortunately mostly bullshit, and, <laughs> and shows me for a, a, a second or a tooth, oh, there's more. And the more feels better than this feels. See, that's addiction. See this? I'm here. I got blinkers on. This is all I can feel good with. And then this is the truth. The whole universe, everything is there for it. Now, in context to what you're talking about, very important to understand, no matter what you came from, whatever it is, it's it's still conditioned because it's the past. In the moment, every sage will tell you, in the moment, in the now you can have a spiritual insight that changes everything about the way your eyes see life, and then you're different so natural and then boom supernatural the supernatural takes you into the truth and in that context you have to have one more realization that supernatural that you experience is part of who you are inside so people experience stuff. See, see what happened with Joe in, in that story he told you is he experienced something from the inside, but he didn't see it. He saw all of this outside. Ooh. And then when he realized there was nothing wrong with it, he also was able to accept that it came from an inside out experience. See, God or spirit is inside everybody that's why we teach you're never broken because the spirit nothing is more powerful kimberly than spirit nothing i don't care how much money you have and what your title is nothing is more powerful because in one second spirit can make you sick in one second it could cut your foot off in one second anything can happen but the reality is In one instant, you can be totally free of the chains of thought. And all those thoughts are coming from the past. So psychology that takes you into the past, even though the world really believes in it, totally wrong. Only 100% wrong.
0: So what is the difference in in what you mentioned earlier about Uh, Spirituality and psychology.
2: Well, that's
0: how the evolution
2: is. See, those two worlds, the spiritual world and the physical world through the mental way that we think, those worlds are one. Not two worlds, one world. Yes, we go through different, Joe alluded to, we go through different levels of consciousness everything in life when you're bummed out once your level of consciousness rises rises you're not bummed out anymore what happened what happened to the bummed out oh i forgot about it because i'm happy because i'm feeling good i'm quieter oh i thought i'm supposed to be more active up here no you're supposed to understand quiet silence so as you step into appreciating That beautiful feeling of who Kimberly is, you naturally start to join with the truth. The truth is there is no separation between the spiritual and psychological. Just on the levels that people are living in, they believe that. So they worship the wrong God. They worship the brain. The brain is a biological computer. What you throw in is what you get out. Stores it beautifully, very sophisticated. But it's not the source of who you are. It's just that's where all your condition thinking is stored. And so people get caught up. Oh, that's the source of who I am. But it isn't. Joe will tell you there's a deeper source than the brain because he was in his head. And of course, while he was in his head, he was psychologically confused. And when he's psychologically confused, he releases all his bad habits. And the moment he wasn't psychologically confused, and he was, he saw his beauty. He attracted his genius. See, Kimberly, you're a genius. Not yeah. a, not a, not a. But, you know, with the world, you're a genius. Joe is a genius. You know, he he wrote a poem, and so I put it in the book. And maybe some will read it, but not right now. And, but the, but the essence of it is all the pe- members, there's six people in the group. All of them had two problems. All, including Mr. Joe Fletcher. A, I'm a loser because everybody's been telling me I got chronic fatigue. All the group: acute depression, acute anxiety, acute addiction, pharmaceutical drugs out of your yin yang, etc., etc. All the, all the hospitals, all the scenarios—not simple stuff, acute stuff, the big stuff and with all the labels that go with it. And they all broke free from it. Wow. Because when they, they, they were, first of all, you, you can realize Joe had his realization, but he was ready. Like you could get, oh, Harry, you were so fantastic. Nonsense, Joe was ready to hear this. I was just a conduit that happened to say something that released what he needed to hear. But I recognize what he see that's what I brought in. I recognize. but he comes in and he's lacking two things. A, he's a loser. He comes into the group. He's not a loser. Everybody loves what he's talking about. Oh, I have all this you know I mean, I have a lot of questions. Joe came in with a lot of questions.
0: (laughs) I would have been too.
2: (laughs) But the group loved it. They were good questions. They were spiritual, psychological. How does this thing work? And all this stuff. And he came in with genius energy. Hey, I have this group called the Phoenix User Group in England. They want us to come and talk to them. And all of a sudden, a germ of an idea, vision comes into me. Oh, we can talk. We don't have to just help a few people. We can go out and tell p- other people about our experience. So that's the first one. you got to get rid of that loser mentality. Joe's a loser. Well, Joe's such a loser that he wrote the poetry. He's He set up this podcast. He's doing all this stuff. He's such a loser that the group would would be 10% as energetic without him. That's how big a loser he is. In fact, the group, in many ways, is a product of the people rather than top-down. It's not top-down. It's equal. All of us equal. And we all contribute. And Joe contributes greatly. So, A, he had to give up his loser image. That wasn't so easy because he had a big image with that one. I talk, I ask questions, but I need other—I need authorities to come on our show. I said, Joe, we don't need that. You—they—they they take all the power away. Ah, yeah. I, thank you for telling me that. How about this guy? Can he come on? I said, Joe, isn't that the same thing? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I see one hundred percent what you're saying. Now, how about this guy? He's really good. You know, type of thing. I go, no, Joe, that's not it. Oh, you, know, you mean we could just. Us? Oh, my God. What a revelation. Joe Fletcher has enough wisdom to share. Oh! Uh, everybody else, but not Joe Fletcher. you know. Boom. So that's the first one. Then this, the purpose of the group is, as you can feel, it's not Harry. It's the fruit on the tree. Their stories. That's what I realized in my vision. Nobody's listening to Harry, but they'll listen to Joe. And Joe of course is shy to share his story and they're all, so they're losers and none of them have a voice. And, And what I'm really good, really good at is getting people to see their voice, who they truly are and sharing it with the universe. And so Joe started to share,
1: and what did he do?
2: He started to relax. Because like you, Kimberly, the more you share, the more you rise up. That's right. And that's now
0: you talk about consciousness, but isn't there a connection with frequency and vibration? And that is the true connection to the source or universe. It it's frequency, it's vibration
2: that it is, it is, but you I always have to experience it from an inside-out perspective. If See, the problem with spirit is, yes, it's all one, and it's all frequency, 100% correct. But if you, if you don't, why wasn't Einstein enlightened? The reason he wasn't enlightened, even though he's the greatest mathematician in the world and a wonderful human being, was he didn't see himself in the formula. Everything is energy.
0: Oh, interesting.
2: Yeah, you have to include yourself in the, in, the, in the picture. You can see how that works. If everything is energy, but you don't include yourself, it's, it's an outside-in re- reality. God is not happening to you. God is an expression of who you are, and you can feel it. Well, that, since you brought
0: that up, I read a good book, Conversations with God, by the author, I think it's Donald Neil Walsh. And there was an interesting statement that he said in this conversation dialogue that he was having with God, even though it was in here, he was going through this experience and he goes, I created you in my image, so I can experience myself through you.
2: You could—that's one way of looking at it. Absolutely correct. How did that you- hit me? Like, wow!
0: So we're just experiencing life together. That's it. And he goes, "Yeah. If you don't like it, you could change it. You've got—I gave you that power. You are creators of your own reality, on your own destiny. I have no—I'll just watch and observe."
2: Well, it doesn't quite work like that. Close, but not quite. See, the 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 context of it is on the lower human levels, we have choices that with free because we God gave us the greatest gift in the universe, free will to think whatever you want. And the thought creates the universe, the perception, and and often the action of it creates certain things. So on the lower level, we, we, it looks like we have free will to choose. So we choose an apple over an orange and say, oh, what a revelation. I like apples better than orange. But, we're, but as you get into the deeper contexts of how reality is, as your level of consciousness rises, you start to realize that the things you think about are quite trite, quite, well, a lot of noise up there and a lot of mess and a lot of no, and do I really know what I want? You know, do do, and, and as that quiets down, as you pay less attention to my personal free will, you leave the little I, So in the Muslim faith, they have three nafs, they call three levels of self. The first level is you're unconscious and you're just doing stuff, lots of bad stuff, lots of bad unconscious. Second level is you become conscious of it, but just, and you're doing stuff. And the third level is you leave all of that totally behind and just surrender to the big eye. So you go from the little eye to the big eye. And as you go up in levels of consciousness, you start to trust God's voice, like the gift Joe got. And one lower level, free will he used incorrectly, (laughs) because that's the way we do it. The problem is free will yes it's the greatest gift in the universe but it's also the greatest pain in the rear end of the universe because i don't because i'm so stupid excuse the expression i shouldn't say it so emphatically you know joe i should be more modest with myself and and so on the lower levels we we are very conscious at a, that we have free will but most people just define that as being independent. It's not real freedom. Freedom is when you you join, you're plugged in with God. That's the only real freedom in the universe. When you tap into the huge unknown of the power of universal love and understanding, that's greater intelligence is our guide. And what we do is we listen to what God is saying and know it is pure truth. And so at the certain level, we stop paying attention. It's still yapping away, Kimberly. It's still yapping away. But we just sort of not that interested until hardly interested at all. And then we hear what God is saying, and God takes us. You see, this group, it's six people. I didn't create it. God created it. Spirit created it. Could never have been created by Harry Dubinsky. I've never taken a psychology course. How can I be the lead coach of a mental health group? I've never had mental health issues, theoretically, of course, because I know the truth. But you know, within the reality, how could that happen? And three years ago, I could have met Joe and nothing, nothing because I wasn't ready. He wasn't ready. But now, see how vibrations attract each other? Our vibration had evolved to a point where, bingo! This dumbass guy from England, Cockney accent, who I can't understand when he talks too fast, and this equally dumbass teacher get together and he asks a question that's all that happened and from that joe and i have a st- interesting relationship he does wow. a, lot of, a lot of stuff for me a lot of stuff everything he does makes him grow because he's sharing his gifts he has wonderful gifts why is the world saying to him no you concentrate on your failures concentrate on what a loser you're. and he's saying You know, most of the people I work a lot had worked a lot with addiction and homeless people and uh, indigenous, they're way ahead of where the rich people are at in a lot of ways. Way ahead. But of course, the world is saying, loser, loser, loser. And how are they feeling? Psychologically, they're lost. And all that the three principles teach you is the right use of thought. And you said the answer. Which shows me how wise you are. So you could say all that other bullshit, excuse the expression, and I could hear that. But you said change thought. That happens to be pure truth. Sorry, Timberly, it's pure truth. Can't take it back now.
0: <laughs> well, you mentioned of you know how Joe came to meet and whatnot. Would that would it be safe to say like like energy and whatnot it's like synchronicities that line everything up the, it like they call it fate or destiny. It's just a synchronization that's happening in the spiritual and the physical that's coming together because it's one it's just one being with a being and, and like this has to happen so this somebody created the thought in the first place and asked bring me the right people to have this moment or create this program or whatnot. And it just took those synchronicities to form and create, to manifest.
2: That's what happens, that's the way it works. Positive energy creates positive synchronicity. Negative energy creates negative synchronicity. That's why the vibration of the world is so low. Negative vibration, greed, lust, sex, uh, violence, addiction. All this stuff, it's all lower vibration caused by impure thinking. Oh, human beings are not very good at their job. Oh, human beings, parents are hurting their kids by teaching them the wrong values. Oh, rich, uh, easier to marry a rich woman than a poor woman. Well, I heard that about 50 thousand times I went out of my way to marry a poor woman just to prove my mother was wrong you know type of thing this that's just a joke but but the reality the reality is I, I'm gonna let Joe answer your question by the way Joe so get ready to answer the question and jump in but I want to explain how it works uh Kimberly what you're talking about uh, we one of our, One of our members has a PhD in physics, quantum physics. He's brilliant. He's he's just unbelievable. But he had mental health issues and addiction issues and anxiety issues, you know. So, of course, being a human being, it didn't matter how genius he is. But he said to us in one of his talks, there's a P at one end of the world and a P at the exact opposite end of the world. When this P... When the vibration of this P moves, it affects the other P. Scientifically proven. Mm-hmm. Now you know how love works. Now you know how thought works. Every thought that Kimberly has is affecting the level of consciousness, the vibration levels of the universe. How does the world change? Not with outside form. That world is getting crazier and crazier. And crazy. So it doesn't have the answer. How does Joe change? How did how does how do these other people change? Each one from these acute loser images, labels that how does he change? Well, it turns out Joe figured it out. You see, I don't help Joe. Joe helps himself by his level of He sees, and as he sees, he becomes. Now, he doesn't work on himself. That's the biggest bullshit in the world. I changed, and I was a orangutan beyond orangutan, the wildest guy in the universe, you know, type of thing with big hair and all this stuff. And, you know, but I changed. But I changed when I became happy and content. And the bad habits dropped away i didn't notice them i didn't notice them the only ones that didn't drop away kimberly were the ones i was working on hmm. you got to forget about it just get into happiness and contentment and then you find out who you are a happy yeah. content spiritual being who doesn't know what he's doing
0: so i have a and <laughs> question, uh, but here's something cause you mentioned about sex, but I, you know, I came to a, a, a concept of one and for first and foremost, we're spiritual beings, we're sexual beings inside of a human being. And there is connection with being the spiritual and the sexual in the human being. And it's one of the greatest gifts and in, in a connection to something greater that a lot of people have not experienced yet that still suffer today.
2: Well, let's Joe because I have done a lot of talking. I want to I like to hear, you know, how do you that's a question you've never been asked before Joe. So why don't you give her a a, a, what you see in that? Well, the way
1: I see it is that I mean, we are all part of that oneness or the energy that's um, called God but then given our individuality and that we're here to grow as our consciousness and that we go through our suffering as part of the growth and we experience that to allow us to grow and that everything we go through is to bring us to a certain point and to meet the certain people who will help with this growth and that actually we're here to experience the world as part of that growth and so everything we do is part of helping us to grow and then we see that the actual connection with people and then when people are suffering is to wake people up to who they truly are and then like tap them on the shoulder and then as the whole world grows together then the consciousness rises. And so every kind of experience we do go through is kind of a positive in its way in that it's part of that growth. And so as far as the kind of, um, I mean, I can't really say on the sexuality thing. I mean, only that it brings a connection between us and that oneness again. And that as we kind of accept that actually the ego is just when we kind of see our own self-importance as being above others or below others, but when we kind of surrender to who we really are and that we're actually all part of it. And no one is more powerful than another person. No one's more spiritual. We're all just, we are all God in human form, expressing that expression to become part of it. And it's the separation that causing the world's problems. And it's actually realizing that like the group we came together, and that together we're powerful and it's that kind of saying isn't it what's it um together we rise and divided we fall and it's all pointing to that really that actually once the energy comes together it can conquer the world it can resolve all the problems from the wisdom not from the intellect and so when we kind of try and work it out or try and intellectualize it or start labeling it and that that's again recording that kind of ego intellect But when we realize actually we are that feeling that good feeling inside the feeling of love of who we really are that is the god within us and so we're here just to connect back with that and to kind of go back to who we really are and find ourselves that's within ourselves not outside and then that's when we're actually there and that's why we're here and and the way the teacher
2: my teacher sydney banks he said in one of his talks he, he that i I just caught an insight recently about was basically to your listeners first before you change the world (laughs) with your vibration level is, is you have to get it for yourself. So you're on the first level, you're selfish. You have to, you need to have experience that for yourself. Once you have experienced what Joe is talking about, the second step is you must share it with the world, getting out of your head, out of the selfishness. You can see how perfect it is. First, you must be selfish so that you get it for yourself. Not money, not status, not outside. Inside, tranquility, peace, contentment connection to god something like that in inside your soul is just simply a deeper uh, part of the universal consciousness of the universe but it's part of it. now i there's i just before i go to the second part the, 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 one of my favorite wise people is rumi and he says we're not a drop in the ocean like so often, we're an ocean in a drop. Once we experience the whole universe within ourselves, of course, we know then that we're part of that. Then we go out, the second part is to go out and share, and you have to get out of who you are, because nobody's gonna listen to Kimberly unless she's, she's speaking in a way that the world can accept, but they don't want you to be preachy. You know, that, that's for sure, you know, and, and we all have to face that type of concept. But once we share, we're in a state of service to other people. See, what happens in the group is Joe gets out of his head. That's what happens. Harry gets out of his head because we're more interested in the in the consciousness than we are about what I know. So the first is I know I am. Right? The second is, I give. And every time I give, I receive. And that, that's, that connects all the dots. And within that concept of I am, we have, I am a human being with sexual desires and, 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 and wants and wishes and dreams and aspirations. that also gets at peace but your sexual desire is at your level, not my level. So there's no right and wrong. So you just start to accept who you are and you don't evaluate it. It's like, if you're an athlete, say, let's say uh, a famous athlete in the world like Wayne Gretzky or something, naturally you're going to be able to physically perform a certain way and you have to accept that because if you pretend you're the same as everybody else, it's not the truth. You're a star. You're better than a hockey player, but it doesn't mean he's a better at, at, uh, as a husband. It doesn't mean he's better. at. So he, so there are things that we have that we have gifts and strong and other things as Joe mentioned, that we suffer from because we have misconceptions about ourselves. So we become at peace with ourselves. There's no wrong, Kimberly. There's just impressions of wrong. Somebody has taught us this is wrong.
0: Thank you. Thank you for just shouting that out there because there is really no wrong or right or good or bad. Would it be safe to say just an experience?
2: Just an experience and an interpretation. That's the personal mind misdirecting you, taking you into the belief that what you just experienced was psychologically bad for you because Dr. Joe Schmuck told you something that he doesn't know anything about.
0: Or a parent or... A pastor, preacher, or?
2: Yeah, they're innocent. They're not doing it on purpose. They really believe in what they're doing, you know, type of thing. But, the, you know, they're lost. The mm-hmm. field of psychology is lost. In the old days, it was a study of universal mind and consciousness. And then they the guys, the experts came along and says, we don't know anything about consciousness, so let's forget about that. That's, then they said, mind, well, that's the property of the church, God type of thing. We leave that in there. So now we'll study behaviorism, the already happened, the after effect. There's nothing, nothing to be gained by that, except to to be able to write a book about things that have already happened, a history of Mm -hmm. human things. Indigenous people have a phrase that supersedes all that. You know what it is? They say, you must look for first cause. Oh, Not I'm addicted, not the trauma that created the addiction, the ins- not the insecurity and the worry and the anxiety that created the, all this stuff. But what creates insecurity and fear? thought. Change thought, change your destiny. You said it, so I can say it now too, because Dr. Kimberly Chapman just told me that. Didn't she, Joe? She said it. So she's. it's got to be true. And in fact, it, because it is true, it's actually the answer. And when the person realizes who the thinker is, oh, I changed thought and my destiny changed. I thought that thought was outside of me. Actually, I'm the thinker. Oh, imagine, I think and create. I taught to to kids um, this story of the two wolves and in, in it, this elder is talking to these kids, indigenous kids, and he says, inside of every human being, there are two wolves. There's a black wolf and a white wolf. The black wolf is full of jealousy, fear, insecurity, and all the yicky stuff. And the white wolf is full of love, caring, sharing, and all the good stuff. And the little kid pulls at the the flap of the elders. Grandpa, grandpa, which wolf will win? And the grandpa smiles and says, the one you feed.
1: Mm-hmm. Now,
2: that's, a, that's the story as far as it goes. But I have more to the story. Because when I shared this story with a grade two class, the kid asked, raises his hand, how dare a t- grade two class, a kid ask a deeper question than an adult. How could that happen? The adults are so stupid. And how could a grade two class, he says, how do you feed him? So I asked I to the class, well, how do you feed the wolf? Which wolf? And one kid gets up and says, how you think? I says, bingo. Another one gets up, how you feel? Bingo, little, little Indian, not Indian, not native Indian, from India, little girl, very meek. And how you act? And I says, Adults could never have gone such a deep, simple answer. They'd write a book about it before they to- told told her what the answer was. Dr. So-and-so will write 50 volumes on it because he doesn't know what he's talking about. How do you feed the wolf? How you think, how you feel, and how you act. Well, this in indigenous teaching. Indigenous teach that every thought Every feeling, every action is sacred.
0: So speaking of feeling, because I I also talk about emotional energetic traumas, and it can even go back to being in the womb. There's a lot of that
2: out there, but I'd avoid that stuff if I were you. Well, the
0: thing about it is being a mother myself and yeah. what you personally experienced, whatever. And when you go to the OBGYN, the doctor says eliminate stress, avoid stress. Because in honesty, whatever you're feeling, experiencing is also creating energy. So when you're in an abusive relationship or you go through a trauma, a car accident, being pregnant, Whatever I'm feeling emotionally and energetically, guess what? My unborn child is as well.
2: Yes, undeniable.
0: So nope. it just transfers to the child. Child has no idea what's going on. Why it's why is it feeling what it's feeling, and doesn't even know what it is experiencing. On top of that, then they come through the womb, through the birth canal, and They have that energy.
2: No, they experience it like Joe was talking about suffering, like from a spiritual perspective. From us, from your perspective, yes, absolutely. Your interpretation is ironclad. Baby's not experiencing that. Baby's in the in a experiencing something differently. Fact, Joe is experiencing something different right now than you're experiencing. Right now, he's not even in the womb, and he's experiencing. I I don't think, anyway. Joe, are you? You know, just just. But so we're all living in separate realities all the time. The question is not what you're given; it's what how you deal with it. The wisdom that you use, that you understand, or the stupidity that you use and you understand. You are not a victim, Kimberly, because you were born in the womb. You are are not a victim because your parents were this or that. Yes, I agree with you that you, in the past, but here's the trick. You want the trick? Here it is the past was then only you via thought like the crane that goes into the in the circus or the thing that pulls out a prize only you with your lack of consciousness can bring the past into the present via the thought if you don't bring the thought in guess what happens it just sits there you do not lose any thought, or experience. It is never removed. It's stored in the brain. But you have free will to or go, oh, change thought. I know where that one goes. That brings back the memory. Yicky. Ooh, I'm a victim. Ooh, I've been abused. Ooh, I have these old thoughts. Here, give you a simple example. I'm doing this conference I, I, I don't do I go to conferences and I don't study, right. but I went to this conference, uh, uh, three principles conference, and the two these two people are uh, have a strong spiritual presence. and I'm enjoying myself. so I want to listen to them. So I'm I'm here like this. It's nine o'clock or nine thirty, Sunday morning, the last day. I'm a little tired to be honest, but I'm, I'm, I'm in a relaxed mood and a mouse had come into my apartment. I go, ah, and then it runs away, comes back again and peeks its head out. I go, ah, now I hate to tell you this, but that's a hard state of mind to listen, right? You know, have this deep spiritual message and I go, ah, and I'm trying "Ah!" and I can't get it out of my head. So I quickly run I opened the door of my apartment, hoping the mouse was going to decide not to run through my, you know, its pattern of running, where how it came in, it goes out, that's how mouses do it. And it did run out. So I guess I freaked it out with my, ah! But I had to go change thought. I had to forget about it to be able to get into that state of mind to listen any thought at that moment I was already the vibration level was freaky see psychologically now if I didn't care enough that I I wanted to listen to this I would have just done that experience for how long it would take me to calm down and to forget but I just I had the power within see the same power you have same power joe has i went in i found it. you guess what i listened deeper because i was forced to shut up no offense but there's a lot of a lot of blabbering up there you gotta shut up and you say well i can't i'm thinking it Yes, that's true on one level. But as your level of consciousness goes up, you see, ah, there's a nicer feeling. Ah, I have to follow those nicer feelings rather than my bullshit thoughts. Because my bullshit thoughts always take me in the same direction. I'm right and Joe's wrong. Well, it turns out Joe's not wrong all the time just most of the time <laughs> no. well
0: gentlemen i enjoyed <laughs> the
2: <laughs> sorry joe couldn't resist yeah oh sorry go ahead you
0: uh, i this was truly a pleasure thank you for joining us today and how can someone reach out to get your your poetry joe and your books harry
2: well Go go to acttraining.biz. That's my website, and within acttraining.biz, you'll see a lot of stuff. You know, I'm an old guy. I've been, you know, but but within it, there's a button called mental health transformations. You click on that, and and it it's a subset of of or a a sub web page of my web page, and it has our. Our YouTube channel, our video things, and on it, on it, it also has the poet, the poetry that that Joe, you know, that Joe wrote called "The Butterfly," and it's a beautiful poem. And it was so beautiful that I decided to include it in my book. Now, obviously, I'm using his wisdom to in, make the vibration level of my book higher. That's how it works. His wisdom turns out to be our wisdom if I hear it. It's our gift to each other. And so go to mental health transformations in ACT training, and that will give you YouTube listenings and writings and description of the group. And um, and you'll, you'll see the breath of fresh air. You'll see that mental health, guys, it's needless suffering. You've been listening to the wrong people. Joe found out a bunch of bullshit, no offense to the experts in the world, but a bunch of bullshit. It's the same thing I found with addiction, bunch of bullshit. Uh It's hard to tell the world they're bullshit when everybody's so adamant about defending the bullshit, but that's the way of the world. Kimberly found something inside of herself. That's the fact, that's what she trusts. She shares it in her way. Joe and I are sharing this in our way. And we feel blessed because it's it's been a treat. A real treat. I mean, look at this. It's the morning. I have a cup of coffee. I can tell a few bad jokes and we just yeah. have a good time.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> Joe, would you like to say any last minute words?
1: Um, I'd say thank you for having us on and it's been a beautiful conversation and it shows that when we trust in the wisdom of who we truly are or trust in God, that it brings the right people and the right feelings to us and that just to look inside and know that that's who we really are, we're not the diagnosis and we're not what we're told we are and we do know that beyond our intellectual mind and it's a knowing that's in within all of us.
0: So do, is your poetry in a book? And if so, how can people uh, go and get it?
1: Um, well, I've got the one published in Harry's. Um, the other one I've got is on um, joebaseman35.medium.com. I've posted a few of my poems and also a bit about our group as well.
0: Okay, so can, uh, please send me a link so I could share it with the audience on the description that I, I have posted. Uh, for this interview I want again thank you both this was a surprise for me Joe that you were bringing on Harry so but it all worked out it was just synchronicities meant to happen and that's what excites me when these kind of synchronicities happen it's like ah uh, It gets my my vibrations up even more because it's like, wow, now another synchronicity. So it's connecting the dots and, you know, uniting together. And I want to thank you both for joining me today and sharing your knowledge and wisdom and your story with the audience today.
2: Our pleasure, to be honest.
0: Do you agree that you know it's time that we all wake up and take responsibility, even for our ancestors that did not know it any better? I've been waiting patiently to have this kind of conversation. <laughs>